It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and you are indeed locked on magic today is april 21st 2021 my name is philip ross i'm the expert insight editor over at orlando magic daily.com you can find me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd on today's episode of locked on magic well the magic lose again to the atlanta hawks they're now in the position that a lot of fans want them to be in lottery wise but we'll see how long that lasts um we'll talk about the magic's loss to the hawks what went right what went wrong and the mindset that one of their rookies is showing that the Magic need to adopt. We'll talk a little bit about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Atlanta Hawks after this game? Check out our good pals at Locked On Hawks. Want to look ahead to Thursday's game against New Orleans Pelicans? Check out our friends at Locked On Pelicans. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later on in the episode. We're going to see a lot of games like the one we saw Tuesday night in Atlanta. I didn't think the Magic played particularly bad. Uh, I thought the Magic did a really good job getting open shots, attacking the lane. You know, I, I thought that they generally play, and honestly, I thought they played really good defense for the most part. Um, I thought that... For the most part, Trey Young stayed under control. They fouled a little too much. Uh, we'll get to the rebounding issue, of course. Um, but they were active and energetic, uh, especially early on. And that helped them stake an early lead, and that helped them kind of stay in the game. Atlanta never really pulled away. I mean, they, they obviously built a 17-point lead in the first half. That Orlando whittled down to six in the third quarter. 
Um, and I think the Magic deserve a lot of credit for the way that they continue to fight and the way that they continue to kind of stay in the game despite everything else that was going on. Um, despite the, just the, the, the clear clear thing that the Hawks were the better team. Um, it felt like they were in cruise control for much of the game. And so when that 17-point lead came down to six, you know, Orlando had a couple of chances to cut into that six-point lead and a couple of chances to keep it close. But this team just doesn't really have the talent or the lineups or the depth or whatever to stay really engaged in the game unless they are playing insanely well. Without Terrence Ross, without Michael Carter-Williams, without James Ennis, the Magic's bench just, it's not an NBA bench. Uh, and, I, and I don't mean any disrespect to the players that, that are playing on that bench bench unit, and, and some of them are playing well. Um, you know, I think RJ Hampton did some good things. You know, Mo Bamba's been playing well, although he did not play well in this game. You know, Devin Kennedy is interesting. Robert Franks is interesting. Um, but those are just not players that are going to be able to compete um, on most nights. And they're going to put the starters at a severe deficit. Um, the starters started the game with a one-point lead. Um, they left, they, when, when Steve Clifford broke the lineup, they had a one-point lead. Um, they started the second half on a 7-0 run cutting a 17-point deficit down to 10 very, very quickly. There's good things out there. And, and, and you know, I think in some of my conversations that I've had over the last few days, I, I have not done enough to highlight some of those good things, but some of that was also because I felt like the team had a real chance to win. And I think it's a fair thing to say that the Magic's bench isn't that important right now. Um, they're going to win or lose games based on that bench, obviously. But... We're not seeing lineups and groups out there that we would see if the team were at full health or that we will see next year. And if that's what really matters, then okay. So be it. Um, the Magic starting group did well um, and played well. And, and, and I can't be too upset about that or too upset about the way that the Magic played overall. But this is still there's still a score to be kept and there's still... You know, the players on the team are still trying to win games. And as I said yesterday, I think we need to hold the team to the standard that they hold for themselves. Steve Clifford said way back against the Lakers, we're not going to make stuff up. We're not going to say we're pl- we're doing things well when we're not. And that's the truth of the matter here. That the Magic did some things well. And it's important to recognize those things and to say, okay, this is this is a positive step for the team. But overall, the team still lost the game by 16. The team still struggled to keep pace. The team still struggled to to reel the the deficit back in. When the team had the opportunity to cut into a six-point lead, several opportunities, in fact, they were unable to do so. What can we blame for this? Well, the first place to start is obviously the Magic just cannot hit an outside shot to save their lives. Um, If the Magic are going to win games, they're going to need to hit threes. Uh, And shooting eight for 37 from beyond the arc, no player on the team had more than one three-point make. Cole Anthony, 1 for 6. Chuma Okiki, 1 for, 0 for 5. Devin Kennedy, 1 for 5. Mo Bamba, 0 for 4. The Magic just aren't going to win games if they're not hitting threes. Um, you know, I, I think I say this before every preview that I do, every pre- kind of preview segment that I do on the show. If the Magic are going to win, win games, or if the Magic are going to win this game, they've got to make shots. Um, and that's just not happening. So... If the Magic lose a game because they're not making shots, I'm, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. What, what the Magic are probably going to lose sleep over is their rebounding, um, which has been a, a growing problem throughout the course of the season. 
the Hawks grabbed 18 offensive rebounds. And while they only managed 14 second chance points, those are killer. Those just absolutely kill you. Orlando, in fact, and again, some of this is the missed shots, got out-rebounded 65-40. to 40. John Collins had 15 rebounds, including five offensive rebounds. Clint Capella had 19 rebounds, including six offensive rebounds. When the Magic made their run in the third quarter, they were sending two, three bodies onto Clint Capella to make sure they got rebounds. Um, that's how much they had to commit to rebounding. And again, like Cole Anthony's a really good rebounder for a guard. Wendell Carter, he's not a great rebounder at this point. Um, and the Magic are just getting outworked on the glass and just out of position. And, and again, this speaks to some of their perimeter defense for sure for having to engage Wendell Carter to cover cover um, to cover shoot uh, scores. Um, the Magic just made a lot of these little mistakes um, that add up. Um, they fouled shooters. Uh, you know, the, the Hawks got to the line, you know, 29 times with Trey Young shooting shooting 10 and Lou Williams shooting 9. So 19 of 29 coming from two players. The Magic just were not able to corral the ball handler. Certainly not enough. And they were, again, just not precise on these things. And these are things that Steve Clifford teams are usually very, very good at. Steve Clifford teams do not foul a lot. They do not give up offensive rebounds. And, you know, will a training camp fix a lot of these things? Sure, I think so. I think a training camp would help a lot, but... A lot of these are just kind of effort and and focus and being in tune with the game plan. And this is what we're not seeing from the team right now. And this is the result of that. Again, would the Magic making some shots change a lot of this? Absolutely. If the Magic could hit from the outside, you know, not only would they score more, but you get less transition opportunities, you get less times the defense isn't set. The Magic making shots is the difference between winning and losing games. Um, that's I, I just want to be real about that. This team is not a good enough outside shooting team to compete in most games right now. Um, That's just the reality of the NBA here. I mean, scoring 96 points against a team like the Hawks, which is not a particularly good defensive team, is just, it's not good enough. Um, And while the Magic are doing plenty of good things, again, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of things that I'm really, really happy about. And obviously, there's a lot to be excited about. But the Magic have to be better at some of these little things too. And that's what's going to be the difference between winning and losing games. And then ultimately, it's the big thing. It's making shots. The Orlando, the Orlando Magic fall to the Atlanta Hawks 112-96. Again, a game where the Hawks were tested a little bit, but it didn't seem like their attention was fully on the Magic. The Magic certainly didn't give them a reason to put their full attention into the game. And they were able to just kind of outwork and out-hustle the Magic to a 16-point victory. We'll dive deeper into the box score coming up here in just a moment, plus a look at the mindset we want to see from the Orlando Magic as they continue on this season. But first, let's name our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. The Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is going to go to someone who has really stood out and shown out since coming back from injury. We're going to give it to our man, Cole Anthony. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Cole Anthony later on in the show. Plus, we'll talk a little bit more about Cole Anthony, I think, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. That's kind of it. That's kind of my, my thinking right now. But let's go through his last week of play. In four games this past week, Cole Anthony averaged 15.5 points per game, shot 45.8% from the floor, and averaged 6.8 assists per game. The passing, the 6.8 assists per game to me, is what really stands out. In his last two games, he has 17 assists, and he's had more than five assists in, let's see, it looks like, in every game since his return, except for one. 
Cole Anthony was not known as a great passer coming out of college, and to see him having seven, five, nine, eight assists over his last two weeks is a really impressive feat, especially considering how he is coming back from injury. Anthony is starting to find his shooting form again, although certainly he's still forcing some things and has struggled a little bit from beyond the arc. But Anthony is proving to be a really strong player and someone that the Magic can rely on and lean on to lead this team. And especially right now with all the injuries the Magic are facing and certainly the way that the team is playing down the stretch, Orlando needs that. So we're going to tip this one off to Cole Anthony, our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Remember, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And with 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, Michelob Ultra helps create joy, which creates success. Remember, enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. Our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Cole Anthony. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. Let's run through the final box score for you real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Atlanta Hawks 112-96. Like I said, not a lot to this game. The Magic shoot 39.5% per, from, from the floor. Again, just a really poor shooting effort from the Orlando Magic. They're 8 for 37 from beyond the arc. 20 for 29 from the foul line. So they do a good job getting to the foul line as they have done really for the la- uh, over the course of the last few games and, and 10 turnovers for Orlando. So again, a lot of the Magic's problems, I think, boil down to just the inability to make shots. Um, and it's not necessarily that they're even getting bad shots. I didn't think the Magic's offense was particularly bad or or, or not executing well. Um, the Magic just couldn't hit shots. The Magic just missed a lot of open three-pointers and a lot of missed shots. And so some bad three-point shooting luck, but we know that this is just not a great three-point shooting team. And it's going to be hard to generate much offense um, when the three-point shots, when open jumpers are not falling, when you are doing the right things and getting the right rewards and just not... Um, not able to, to get it to go down. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about Cole Anthony coming up here a little bit, but he was, for me, the star of the game. 17 points, 6 for 15 shooting. 1 for 6 from beyond the arcs. So again, not able to hit shots. 5 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals. I thought he had a really, really nice game. Really great job attacking the basket, getting in the paint. Um, I, I looked up the numbers. He was 4 for 5 in, uh, at the rim. Um, and I'll, I'll share some other stats that are showing just how much better he is playing. And again, I, I want to talk a little bit. I want to spend a show really talking about Cole Anthony, so we'll probably do that tomorrow as well. But we'll talk a little bit more about Cole Anthony coming up here in a minute. Wendell Carter, 17 points, 6 for 8 shooting in 25-50, 4 for 6 from the foul line, 9 rebounds, 3 steals for him. Um, 
uh, Wendell Carter starts every game like his hair is on fire, and it's great. Um, I love watching Wendell Carter play uh, when he's playing with like a ton of activity. The Magic just do not get him the ball enough. Like, how is this guy taking only eight shots a game? And I know some of it is Carter is an unselfish guy, and he's trying to keep the ball moving, and and he's got some decent passing ability. Although he didn't have an assist in this game. Um, he, he does a lot of really good things, and again, it, maybe he's a bit undersized to, to, to post up guys, especially someone like Quint, Clint Capella, but um, the Magic have to keep this guy involved somehow. They have to find ways to get him shots, and they've got to be pushing him and urging him, take shots, Wendell, take your shot. Um, and, and again, this is just this is just an aggressive mindset that he has to have that he just doesn't quite have yet. Um I don't know how else to say it or what else to say, but the Magic need Wendell Carter to be an offensive force. And again, 17 points on eight shots is really good. That's that's high efficiency. Got to the line for six free throw attempts. He's doing a lot of the things you want him to do. I want more of it. I'm greedy. I want more from Wendell Carter because everyone's super excited about what he brings defensively. I thought his defensive positioning was really good. He does tend to get knocked off a spot and rebounding is still a huge problem for him. I think he... Uh, recognizes uh, recognizes and understands that too, um, but I would say like he starts games, his energy level is really high. He's super active, he's super engaged, and then that kind of slowly dissipates as the game goes on. Um, you know, again, I, I could look at his, his splits here. You know, in the second half against the Hawks, you know he scores eight points on two for four shooting. He grabs seven rebounds, so it's certainly more focused on the glass in the second half. That's when he got to the line all those times. But again. He's got to get more shots. He's got to be more involved. He, I mean, Wendell Carter is probably the best or most consistent player on the team, certainly defensively. He's got to, he, he can do a lot more offensively. So I think the Magic just have to be more focused on getting him more involved. Again, it's not that Wendell Carter's not doing the right things. He's moving the ball well. Um, it's just finding him positions to, be, to allow him to be more aggressive or to spring him open in the same way that the Magic were springing. Uh, Nikola Vucevic open on jumpers or just trying to create pick and rolls, especially with the way Cole Anthony is playing. Gary Harris with 14 points on four for eight shooting, five for seven from the foul line. Uh, pretty good game for Gary Harris. Um, I thought defensively he was maybe a little bit stuck, getting stuck behind his, his man too much. Um, got caught for a few, got caught for a foul or a, a foul or two um, that he probably shouldn't have been caught with. Um, did a you know, again, his shot, his shot's got to come around one for three from beyond the arc, but he's good at getting in the lane, much better at attacking the basket than I thought he would be. So, um, you know, I think Gary Harris, just just solid play from him. Dwayne Bacon, 10 points, three for nine shooting. You know, this was a bad Bacon game. Um, luckily, he only took nine field goal attempts. Um, but, he, you know, again, Bacon, you take the good with the bad with Dwayne Bacon. There's a reason why he's been on the fringes of the league. Magic are probably relying on him a little bit too much once James Ennis is healthy, even maybe even once Michael Carter-Williams is healthy. I think they'll be back on the starting lineup over uh, over Dwayne Bacon, and Bacon's uh, minutes will be a little bit more limited. Honestly, he might be better off with the bench group that just needs a score. And, and again, Bacon, you don't want to rely on him too much, but the Magic obviously have no choice at this point. Chuma Okiki, um, I, I think he's hit the rookie wall a little bit with his shooting. Six points, three for 10 shooting, over five from beyond the arc. Again, not taking bad threes, taking threes that you trust that he can make. And, and I trust that Chuma Okiki is going to be a decent three-point shooter Right now, just going through a bit of a lull. He's shooting sub-30, I think, his last five or six games. Um, five rebounds, two assists, three steals. So he's still filling up a stat sheet, still doing a lot of really good things. He still makes a lot of really good decisions. His three makes were all really good shots. Um, the Magic got him in the post. And, you know, he favors his fadeaway a lot, but he's able to hit it. Uh, and I think he's really comfortable with that move and with that shot. 
Got to see his postgame continue to expand. Um, but he does a really good job feeling where pressure's coming from and turning away from it and still getting a shot off. So I think there's, again, I'm not here to, to say that Chumokiki, and I didn't think Chumokiki played a great game, but he's still doing a lot of really good things that you want to see a rookie be able to do um, and stuff that he can grow from. But he's got to make shots. If the Magic want to win games, he's got to make shots. Um, it's it's that simple. Off the bench, the Magic didn't get a ton. Did, didn't get a ton. 10 points from Jason Randall, 4 for 9 shooting for him. Um, RJ Hampton, eight points, five rebounds, one assist, uh, three for eight shooting for him as well. Um, I like that RJ Hampton is comfortable shooting. Um, you know, the, the knock on him coming out of, uh, coming into the draft was that he wasn't a great shooter and he still isn't, but, um, the fact that he's confident enough to shoot as much as he is and the kind of shots that he's taking, I think are a really good sign. Um, he's just got to be able to hit them. He's just got to continue to improve his accuracy. And I think that'll, that'll come in the off season. I think we could, you know, again, I think I, I, I'm still really, Excited about what Hampton can bring. Um, just kind of exposing him to NBA action is a good thing because the game still just really needs to slow down for him. Um, he's still kind of going a million miles a second, but um, I, I think I, I think it's getting better. And again, I like the confidence for him to shoot. Atlanta shoots just forty-one and a half percent from the floor and nine of thirty-four from beyond the arc. So don't act. I, I don't think we should act like the Magic played a poor defensive game here. They did some really good things defensively. They uh, and when their defense was set, they were able to kind of really contain the Hawks. Again, maybe the Hawks weren't trying as hard. Maybe they didn't take the opponent as seriously. You know, Trey Young with twenty five points on seven for sixteen shooting. Bogdan Bogdanovich fourteen points on six for sixteen shooting. The Magic did a good job containing the Hawks' main guys. Um, but again, twenty five for twenty nine from the foul line. Nine of ten for Trey Young. Eight of nine for Lou Williams. Eighteen offensive rebounds. Eleven from John Collins and Clint Capella. This just puts the team in a huge hole that they could not get out of. Um, when the Magic were able to control the glass, they came back in the game. When the Magic gave up second chances and offensive rebounds, that's when the Magic got themselves into trouble. And again, they just don't have the shooting or the scoring to really compete. Um, if let's, if the Magic were able to shoot, you know, above average for them, but if the Magic were able to have, you know, kind of a, a solid shooting game where they're shooting 45, even 45 percent. Um, and, you know, even like, let's say 37% from three, I think the Magic win this game because the score is probably going to, the, the Hawks will have less opportunities because of that. So their score is going to drop and the Magic score is going to drop, going to rise. So, you know, I think shooting is, shooting, it, it, it feels too reductive to say this. It's easier to point to uh, the fouling, which was a factor, and the offensive rebounding, which was a factor. But the biggest factor in this game was the Magic just simply cannot shoot the ball effectively enough. The Orlando Magic fall to the Atlanta Hawks 112 to 96. We'll talk, they'll face the New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday. We'll talk a little bit more about the mindset that we're seeing from Cole Anthony and what that means for the Orlando Magic coming up here in just a moment. But first, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and it is back and better than ever. I'm not a protein bar person. I do not like protein bars. I've always found them to be uh, a little bit off the flavor, at least, um, and you know, a little chalky. And you know, then you look at the nutritional facts, and it's like 300 calories. It's like, I'm not looking for a meal. I'm just looking for a little snack to give me an energy boost after I work out or in the middle of my day. That's what Built Bar is. It is the protein bar for the non-protein bar person, but also for the protein bar person. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, uh, German chocolate. I had uh, I had salted caramel yesterday, and it was delicious. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person. So you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for keto diets. That most of these bars come in less than 150 calories per bar. 
Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Also, be sure to check out BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenflora, and Brian Bowman. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Like I said, there, there's a lot positive going on with the Orlando Magic. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I am still focused on wins. I still want to see the team win. I still want to see the team compete. And I, I understand fully that that's not going to happen a lot of nights. This team just doesn't have the talent or the depth to compete against most teams. And certainly, like, in a game like Tuesday's against, a, a, not an elite team, but a very good Atlanta Hawks team. Um, it's going to be tough. And, and again, so many of these games are going to come down to whether the Magic are able to hit shots or not. Um, it's very simply that simple. Um, again, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. But we do what we do want to see is we want to see young players getting better and, and, and fitting their roles and kind of setting the tone for what this franchise is going to be. If, if I come across hard on like a Wendell Carter, it's because I see the potential that he has and I want to see it play out. Again, I'm upset that he took only eight shots because I want more of him. And again, I hit the rebounding thing hard because that's so critical to him playing and to this team ultimately having some success. The Magic need leaders. They need guys who are going to set the tone, who are going to change the way that this program is run and eventually change the way that uh, change this team's overall outlook and, and, and play. And we're going to hopefully lean on some of these young guys to become future leaders. They may not be ready for it now, but one day they will be. And that's why Cole Anthony's play right now is so promising. I don't want to dive too deep into the stats, and I don't want to dive too deep into the bigger picture with Cole Anthony and the way that he's developed, because um, that deserves its own podcast, because he has played very, very well since coming back from injury, uh, and, and has really, it seems learned a lot from his time on the sideline, from his time watching and kind of waiting for his chance to come back. Um, you know, we noted when he came back against the Wizards a few weeks ago that this guy was the team's ultimate cheerleader, that this guy was fighting and, and you know competing and wanted his guys to do so well when he was out there, and that translated to when he's on the court. And that was my big takeaway from Wednesday's game, or Tuesday's game, excuse me. That was my big takeaway from Tuesday's game. Cole Anthony was sold to us as a fighter. Jeff Weltman said, you know, this guy's a fighter. Steve Clifford has done nothing but extol and compliment his competitiveness uh, and his ability to kind of stay in the fight. And we saw that on full display Tuesday night. Cole Anthony has 
grown so much in his ability to attack and finish at the rim. Statistically, he's been really good at getting into the paint and getting to the basket, but like most rookies, he struggled with his decisions and his ability to pass out. It's what rookies do. They struggle with with pressure situations like that. And while I, I definitely still have my questions about his ability to run a team long-term, Cole Anthony right now is setting the tone for the team. And that's what you want to see from a point guard. His aggressive mindset is something the rest of the team needs. Cole Anthony, he's missing open threes right now. So his shot kind of comes and goes. But this is a guy that is not settling um, and is not accepting that this team is going to lose a lot of games. This guy is trying to push and fight for everything and fight for wins in this seemingly lost season. There's no better place to look for this than his ability to attack the basket. Like I said, like I mentioned earlier, he made four of his five shots at the rim in this game. And scoring 17 points on six for 15 shooting. Four or five shots at the rim. Made one three-pointer. According to data from NBA.com, Anthony is shooting 50.9% on 3.3 attempts per game from within five feet this season. Solid, not bad. You expect maybe that, that kind of low number from a rookie. Since returning from injury, he's making 57.1% of those shots on 4.4 attempts per game. To me, that again suggests that A, he is getting to the basket a lot more, and the stats bear this out too. But it also tells me that he is making these shots a lot more. He's learned how he's learned and adjusted to how defenses cover him at the rim. And he is making, you know, kind of these wild floaters that are just good. More than anything else, though, Anthony is fearless. And that's the attitude the Magic need. There needs to be a little defiance in this group. There needs to be a little fire and edge to this group. This, this is the team that's now tied for the worst record in the Eastern Conference. If that doesn't tick you off as a player, something's wrong. Because you don't want to be in that situation. And, and there's plenty of understanding that, yes, this is a young team. They've got a lot to learn. And learning is the key thing here. But you learn by playing aggressively, by playing with an edge. By, by playing smart, don't get me wrong, not wild, but playing smart and aggressive. And that's where Cole Anthony is right now. Yes, I, I'd like to see the efficiency be a lot better. I'd like to see his three-point shots go in. But the way that he has managed games, the way that he has led this team, the way that he has kind of kept this team going and chugging along these last two, three games, especially since Michael Carter-Williams has been out, has been vital for the team. It's the exact attitude the Magic need to have. Everything else is going to come into, pl- uh, come into place. Like I said, so much of this is the bench unit for the Magic just isn't good enough to maintain leads and kind of keep the team in- involved, um, especially against teams like the Hawks. And the Magic just aren't good enough shooting to stay competitive most nights. But if the Magic take this attitude, take this mindset, take this aggression, and get that shooting part down, they're going to win games. There's plenty good to talk about. And the one thing the Magic cannot lose through the frustration that is coming through all these losses is this aggressive mindset. They cannot let runs get them down. They have to stay on the attack. To me, it showed a lot of character to take that 17-point deficit at the half and turn it to 10 very quickly early in the third. It took a lot of character to get it down to six. And the only thing keeping the Magic from getting over the hill is their depth and their inability to shoot the ball. Or shoot the ball consistently. The rest of the picture, 
the rest of the picture looks very, very good to me. And I think there's a lot to be happy and excited about with Cole Anthony. Like I said, I'll talk a little bit more about him probably on tomorrow's show, but that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me again on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Cross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.